Earlier this year, Chris Sargison completed a five-year term as the CEO of Norfolk Chambers of Commerce. As Chris took his huge array of skills into the charity sector, namely Disson Thetford Citizens Advice Bureau, I wanted to get his view from the summit, as it were, as well as to hear about his next moves. If you're yet to hear part one of my chat with Chris, go immediately either to your podcast service of choice or to easternpromise.podbean.com and search out Chris Sargison. Now, let's rejoin Chris and myself at the Unthank Arms in Norwich. Other fine drinking establishments are available all across the east of England. So you're now, as we've probably before mentioned, Disson District CAB. What, yes. what? I mean, it seems a fairly obvious question, but what's drawing you there? Um, so I, I am a product of CAB. Um, I wouldn't be talking to you now if I hadn't been to see them when I was 16 years old. Um, and so I'm eternally grateful for the advice that they gave me and the path they put me on at that time. My experience with, uh, with the Chambers of Commerce has opened me to a lot of charities. I met some amazing people that work in those charities. And I'm always massively impressed and inspired mm. by what they do, which, which again, it sounds like words that you'd expect me to say, but it's completely... No, I, I, I do get it. I absolutely get it. Genuine. Yeah. Um, and so there's, there's a connection there and there's an understanding there. But I think in, in some respects, the, 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 the last five years are relevant to the next two or three years with, with the CAB. They are an extremely important uh, charity in the ecosystem of providing support. They do it for free. It's amazing how few people yeah. know they're a charity. They, they, take a, um, they take an approach to support, which is a, a, a bit like going to your doctor with a pain and he doesn't fix the pain, he kind of gets to the understanding as to why that pain is there yeah. and what other things are going on in your life that maybe have caused that. So they take a very uh, holistic view of all the aspects and they don't just do one thing and you're out the other side. They work with people to try and fix a number of things in their lives and move their lives forward. Um, um, they are stretched in terms of the amount of activity that they're building, having to do day to day particularly in light of energy crisis and people needing more support, not less, and their funds are becoming um, harder to, to, to acquire. As funding through the usual sort of government portals become more internalised and, and, and less available. So it's a case of the classic disruption. I don't need to do what they do. I, in what, what I need to do is make, enable what they, them to be able to do more of yeah. what they do um, and try and bring to that organisation uh, a level of experience that will open up more people to be interested in, in being supportive either through fundraising or through volunteering because um, they, they are a volunteer organization predominantly and they need a wide range of, of skills and expertise across the board across the range but need to explain why that's interesting and what the outcomes are there was my first day I've only this is day seven my first day through the door there was a lady um, who'd uh, was expressing a gratitude to someone that she's spoken to over a, over a number of weeks. And she used this amazing uh, um, uh, sort of uh, uh, summary of, of, ha of what had happened. She said, I came in here with nothing, and I, and I thought, I have nothing, but now I don't have nothing, I have you. So you just think, well, right, lovely. how yeah. can I do more of that? So how can I enable more of that? Um, 
So I'm going to work with them for three days uh, uh, in, in the working week, and then I'm going to blow the dust off the consultancy business and yeah. focus on those on that sort of transitional work, that brand and culture and narrative and um, and growth bits that we've been doing, and, and and try and be useful to other businesses and and stay annoyingly like a like a sort of whingy toddler in the corner of the room <laughs> with the chamber of commerce going i think you should do this <laughs> until nova goes will you go away yes it's done it's finished move on eject that man <laughs> so try and get that that t-shirt innovation bit moving forward yeah, yes <laughs> um can you just reflect um for me on the uh, the 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 business community at its various levels has sort of various organisations, mm. the Chamber being one. Obviously, each uh, county has its own chamber. You've got Federation of Small Businesses, yep. you've got Institute of Directors, you've got Confederation of British Industry. You know, how does that all work together, I suppose? Let's, let's go for the simplest term. Um, I'm, I'm sort of, you can't see this, listener, but I'm sort of turning yeah. my hands as if to indicate a clock or well, cogs. More like you are... Entering the Rubik's Cube Championship. Yes, yes, yeah, well, that's and unlikely. You're, and you're but warming up. Yes, the Rubik's Cube Champions, again, very unlikely. But so, how, how does that. Do you, did you sort of focus on, you know, we'll, we'll engage, but we'll, we'll, we'll stay focused on what we're doing? Or is that, is that always kind of a, something you, you take, take a, on a case by case? So, day one, absolutely day one, I, I took the view and made it very clear day one that any entity that is setting its stall out to be supportive of anybody in business should get our support. We're all, we're all trying to do the same thing. What we have to do is be clear on our differentiator. What, our, what, what elements of it that we might do well and, and thoroughly, to, where, whereas others would perhaps do other aspects um, uh, uh, in, a, in a different way more thoroughly. So the Institute of Directors is a good example, very focused on the individual directors and their and their development and their training and their, and their expertise. Um, the FSB is a very good example of organizations of a certain size, Federation of Small Business, mm -hmm. um, that have uh, a very much a, a, a sort of daily challenge and a back office function around legal support, legal aid, and, and, and access to sort of services which they can tap into in and out when they need them. The, the, the compelling difference, and, and, and there are, there are a number of examples, I think, where um, you should, an organisation should have a bit of each one if it needs it, or potentially um, uh, only grab, only, only sort of use the services of one if it's necessary at that time. Um, so, you, and you, you, you always work collaboratively, particularly with those that are trying to do the same thing as you, because you, you share the same stories and you share, you share the same purpose and you share the same values. But you do have a differentiator. That's why there's a Sainsbury's and a Waitrose and a Tesco. Yeah. Now Wait, you... Yeah, I'll have another one of those, please. A... Mosaic. Mosaic. Yeah. Do have a ghost ship, please. Thank you. Proofreader, listener, that we are absolutely in a pub. Um, yes, absolutely. This is not... I, I do like <laughs> occasionally to fake things for comic effect. Well, I say comic effect, but so, this is absolutely genuine. Yeah. The, the differentiator that I... That I, that I firmly believe is the positivity of the chamber is that we're actually one of the few organizations possibly the only organization that actually has feet on the ground so we're the only one that actually employs people to 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 
be in those communities, to be a point of contact from the point of view of, I mean, the, there are management structures within others, but we are, we, we convert our income straight back into payroll. Mm. Um, so we want to be, that's why we're trying to be everywhere to be helpful and to be supportive. So you go as much through an individual um, as through other people that, Rather than, rather than being member to, not rather than being, but um, so it's not just member to member. So the IOD, and I've worked with the IOD and I've been a member of the IOD, uses its IOD members to create um, uh, structures that support the wider membership, which is brilliant. Um, what the chamber can do is it can actually put feet, feet on the ground and it can create things like debates and conferences yeah. and, uh, and, and, and small meetups on a, on a regular basis. Oh, what a superstar. Thank you very much. Thank you much. very much. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a real generalisation, um, yeah. and there are, there are other similarities and, and, and what have you. But that, that, that ability to apply feet on the ground as, as, a, as, a, as a tour de force um, has meant that um, uh, we've, we've been able to, to try, and, uh, try and be as useful and as helpful and as engaging by actually being face-to-face with individuals and organisations, uh, as well as create uh, structures uh, like different groups of connects and what have you that members then be part of. So it's it, it's uh, its growth is matched by um, that because we're a non-for-profit. We're not because we. I'm not CEO anymore. It's a non-for-profit, <laughs> so you can convert your revenues into that into that feet on the ground behaviour yeah. rather than. Uh, sort of build 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 something um, uh, uh, some some other structure around the edges that is perhaps more valuable to you as an organisation, but not necessarily to people that are paying. Mm. So it's it's it, it's ma- matching again, matching that business need and matching that energy. Yeah. But the, the the ecosystem I think works very well. Mm-hmm. I think businesses are very very adaptable and and very clear on what what is the best fit for them at that particular time. Um, and my suggestion always is I, I use a combination of, of, of those support mechanisms that suits you and your need at that particular time. So if you need an organization that actually wants to be involved in what you're doing and working with you one-on-one, that's where the chamber is, is very strong. Um, if you need a sort of insurance policy approach, more or less, or, or, or a collective sort of group, then other, I mean, that's, there are better options for that than, than others. Yeah, I mean, talking about sort of the, the um, business supports out there, I, I do need to obviously. Uh, I want to make mention of uh, the New Anglia Local Enterprise Partnership. Uh, I was at the Digitech Factory at City College on Monday, and you know they were so so uh, involved in getting that off the ground. Likewise, uh, the Condimentum Plant at the Food yep. Enterprise Park. Chris Darkey very kindly reminded me of, of the work they did there, um, and uh, y- you were uh, are. Um, on the board of the Cambridge Norwich Tech Corridor. You're looking very expectantly at me to say, come on, <laughs> you can do it, what? you can do it, oh, find yeah. it, find the word. Um, you're on the board of the Cambridge Norwich Tech Corridor. Yep. And there was, I, I, just this afternoon, I've had people, at a, a business meeting earlier, I've had people mentioning uh, that to me. And what was it about that, about what is it about the Cambridge Norwich Tech Corridor that, that, that makes it such a, a special proposition, a strong proposition, a strong brand that people tap into? Um, 
Uh, there's a couple of things in that, and the, the, and that's again one of the real privileges I think of being part of of, of, of being in that that chief exec role is that you are invited to to to, to support ideas and innovations that those enabling organisations like the, the LEP and the local authorities put their energy into as well. And what I've always been very careful of trying to do is saying, well, it's actually, whilst I might have an, an opinion, what I've always wanted to do is express the opinion of the, of the organisations yeah. that I represent. So it's not what I think. I'm trying always to, to poll and understand and say, this is, this is what we think. You speak um, as the office, don't you, you speak, not, the, not the man? Yes. And, and you know, we, we, uh, I, was, I worked with City College... Um, on the on the uh, um, on the Digitech factory, and represented the tech community in the early stages of its planning and its design to say, this is this is this, these are the things that the tech community want as outputs from that. So if you've got the funds to build it, then build it for the audience that that that, that will benefit from it, um, and then we we were able to then um, uh, curate a, a number of sort of sessions where we brought those tech partners in to say, this, these are the skills that we need now, but. Potentially, these are skills we need yeah. in, a few, in a few years' time. So, 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 so the same principles really apply to the Cambridge Norwich Tech Corridor. But in addition to the Cambridge Norwich Tech Corridor, and and it and it, and it probably is because you know I do have a, I have a background. I've used technology at, all throughout my career. My T-shirt example will only mm. be achieved through technology. Um, so I so I'm I'm turned on by it a bit. I get excited by it, and I can and I can I can do geek. Um, but also, I can I can do yeah. I can do the the the, the, the filter in, into the business community too. Um, but I, I I love it because I think there is so much interesting potential and current activity in that tech space that you need a bit of a lightning rod that points people to it, and a corridor like that yeah. is one of those mechanisms to do it. it it's a branding mechanism. It's an identifier. Um, it's it's exciting and. Um, uh, it kind of does what it says on the tin, um, but there's a there's a there's a number of factors that come into effect to make it a success. One is the funding, uh, one is the branding and the awareness, one is the availability of the infrastructure and the land around it. But the bit I'm really interested in is that da da sales pitch element yeah. of it, um, and what I want to be able to do is rather than rely on a kind of if we build it they will come approach actually I want to take as much positivity from the tech corridor to the doors of organizations and say if you're thinking about locating into different locations locate here yeah and specific it's a bit like the t-shirt I think you would do well here for all the right reasons you should be here um, and you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not sending the neg. You're not sending any kind of negative. Not saying you may not have thought of Norfolk, or you may have, or you may have thought this, or you may have thought that. None of that comes into play. If you are a particular organisation with a particular skill set that wants particular access and, and, and place for your employees to be and ready access to to a skilled labour force, that dot 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 dot, then you need to be here. Yeah. So you've got. So you can you can pitch it into the other Oxford Cambridge arcs and various other. Um, uh, longitudinal <laughs> landing strips, yes. or whatever kind of mechanisms you want to give it. Um, but you, you've, I've, got, I've got something I can sell. Yeah. Um, and if you peel away the layers, I'm, there's a bit of a salesman in me without, without question. And then my first job was selling computers. Um, so I, I, I love to be able to sell something which I think is of value and I think that, that, that works. Um, 
So I really want to get into that bit. And we're, you know, we're in the early stages of it because um, you've got to have that infrastructure, you've got to have that mechanism, you've got to have that man, you've got to have that yeah. brand. But the bit I really want to get to is the bit where I can go into those organisations, um, uh, both locally and, and, and in the UK, and say, for all the right reasons, you need to be here, and actually be an ambassador of place as well as function about, you know, I, I built a successful entrepreneurial digital company in Norfolk without this, think what you could do you know, with it. With it, yeah. Those sorts of, those sorts yeah. of things. I mean, and it's interesting, by the time people listen to this, uh, not long before people listen to this, um, they'll have heard me talk to Sam Chapman-Allen, leader of Breckland Council, mm. and you, you used exactly the same phrase that I put to him, you know, with Thetford, because uh, if you build it, if... Um, they, will they come, mm. or is it if they come, then we'll build it? <laughs> uh, what, what way round is it going to work for the for the public sector? And, and his, you know, you'll have to you'll have to uh, listen in to, to the the, uh, the broadcast to to see to see what he said. And um, but I followed that up with an on foot tour with the Greater Thetford Partnership, going around and being absolutely blown away by the scale of the offer in Thetford. Yes, and you know the the potential, the location, the Infrastructure, road, rail, Cambridge just down the road. Realism about, you know, what that partnership with Cambridge might look like. But by the same token, the you know how exciting, how uh, exciting. Haven't to, you haven't you skillfully um, taken us back to the start of this conversation? If I have, it's it's due <laughs> entirely to natural I'm not saying natural ability. I'm not saying no way coming. planned because I, I I I like the ones where I do have a list of questions. But I prefer well, we'll to just riff on them. No, we'll riff um, on them. But, I, but it goes back to that starting point, which is the thing that I've found amazing throughout my time is to be blown away by what's on your doorstep. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, the first time I saw the Priory in Thetford is a good example. I really hadn't grasped the magnitude of the site yeah. and the vision that was coming locally on the ground to say, these are the things we could do. And technology is, is a really good um, way of un unpicking that. You talked earlier about MPs, and obviously I'm, I wouldn't say biased, but interested is, is a better word. Um, what's that like? And what's that, what's the, I mean, the importance of it sounds fairly self-explanatory, they're MPs. But what's that like to engage? And what do you want to see coming from those relationships? Obviously faces change, possibly every five years. Some stay a lot longer. What do you want to get out of that relationship, as, not just as the chamber, but also now as, as the Citizens Advice Bureau? Um, well, the... I think that the approach that we've tried to, that I've taken and I'll continue to take is this is what good looks like. Can you help us enable it? Um, I, you know, I understand that MPs in, in, in their position and how they volunteer themselves to be MPs are expecting to listen and understand a number of challenges that are wide ranging and varying across, uh, across all sorts of um, spectrums. But I always try and bring a solution and say, this is the challenge, yeah. this is what we need, and this is how you can support it or enable it. Um, I can't say I've had huge success with it, <laughs> with it but it has been quite difficult and, uh, to, it, with Brexits and all sorts of things getting in the way. But let's assume that whatever normal is, we were normal. It would have been... Uh, I think better if I'd been able to spend more time having those kinds of conversations. But things have been busy and, and, and focuses have always been around the now. Um, and that's a bit of a challenge, I think, when, with the M when we're dealing with MPs. They understand where their policies are and where they're setting themselves out 
to do, and um, both those in, in, in power and those in opposition, you've, you've quite rightly talk um, the same narrative to everyone. It's, it's not just, uh, it's not one message to one, one message to another. But I do feel that there is, uh, I do feel very strongly that the more we can enable MPs with the hope that they are able to take some of those those suggestions forward as uh, as as aligned with their own policy or aligned with their own thinking or even actually I need to think differently about something then then, then that's helpful. Um, otherwise, you and this is what I tend to experience. You, we have the same conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, that's to be expected if you're not necessarily just providing a solution. It's a bit different with infrastructure. I think infrastructure is, I mean, infrastructure comes down to money. Yes. Um, and where the money's going to come from and how you can enable that, that fund. So roads and rail is, and it's, it's obvious without, but then nobody would disagree um, that if we, need to, we need to spend money on the infrastructure, on the rail infrastructure between Norwich and London. Yeah. We need to get rid of a one and a half million year old rickety steel bridge that doesn't swing anymore in Norris Railway Station. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, and we need to do more around the interchanges to enable goods trains to go at one speed and other trains. No, nobody would disagree with that, but we don't seem to be able to find the money. No. Um, and the same, same with roads. As relevant in the business community, it's the support that's needed for businesses to generally feel good about investing in and therefore growing, mm-hmm. um, particularly around things like productivity, because um, as you know, as, as wages rise, productivity has got to rise quicker. You know, that's that's the, that's the challenge. But we we're no we're we're absolutely on in in many organisations at the the beginning conversations of understanding what productivity even means, let alone sort of introducing it and applying it. And, and countries around us have got a bigger, better march on us, really. So yeah. we've got to do a lot quicker. So those those things aren't aren't necessarily as, as what a better word, as sexy for a politician as cutting a ribbon on something or pouring a bottle of beer on a rooftop. Um, <laughs> so they're harder to land. But I would say, absolutely fundamental in, in any organisation is is to understand how you can you can improve your productivity and do more for less. Yeah, um, if you're going to survive over the next ten to fifteen years. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, even just doing something as 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 as, as daft as a, as a podcast, you 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 quickly find out where you are um, spending. If time's a resource, how are you spending more in you know going into every little you know uh, mistake or um, uh, are you know in, in, in an interview when you're thinking it's perfectly fine, but you just want to get yes. it perfect. Yes. Um, and one of the things I, I, I tried to do very, uh, very early on, uh, which I'm going to reinstate for you personally oh, uh, for this one, is uh, ask a bit of a left-field question okay. as I come towards the end of an interview. Uh, the voodoo vultures. <laughs> you, you had to know that was coming at some point. Taking the, the songs you love and vultures. <laughs> now, what I wanted to ask was... If God forbid, yes. But if some some you know zombie apocalypse or happen. meteorite or you know uh, alien invasion knocked out, I've never met them. I'm sure they're very fine fine artists in their own right. The rest of your band, who are your dream picks to reconstitute the like vultures. a pot noodle in sound? The voodoo vultures. 
Start with start with drums. Start with drums. Okay. Start with drums. Um, okay. So I, I I am a interestingly, even though I sing a, in a in a crazy guitar-y based rock band, I'm a real fan of of dub. Right. So uh, there uh, there is a, a dub a drummer for a band called Dreadzone who just, he's unstoppable, he's like a machine, um, uh, and he's probably twice my age now. Um, I wish I could remember his name, uh, uh, Dr. Somebody or other. So it'd have to be, I'd have to have a really serious, crazy dub beat drummer, and it would have to be him if I could remember his name. Right. It'll come back to me in a minute, but so, so he would be, he would be, uh, uh, yeah, he would be the rhythm man, definitely. He gets the call, okay. He gets the call. Who's, who, who, your, your next pick, say, um, would it be bass? Yeah, yeah, bass. So uh, it'd have to be my, it have to be back to the Japan link, Mick Khan, the right. most gorgeous man in, in music. Okay. Um, who uh, 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 ruined many songs by playing bass fretlessly. So you <laughs> nobody wanted a fretless bass in their life. He decided that was the way forward. So he taught himself fretless bass, but he was a phenomenal bass player and the coolest man on the block, always with a jeton cigarette hanging out of his mouth, perfectly groomed hair, chiseled features, mm-hmm. upright, um, staring out into the crowd, that solemn kind of, you know, um, uh, uh, um, um, constant... Um, metronome of a, of, 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 a, of a guitar player. So, so fill the other positions because I, 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 I have not yet been to see. Okay, so the, well, not, not in, if, you, if you're lucky, you can have two guitar players. You've got to, you'd have a lead guitar player and a rhythm mm-hmm. guitar player. Your, your lead guitar player has got to be has got to be absolutely crazy and and um, <laughs> ultimately doesn't get past the age of 27 because of their lifestyle. Right. Um, uh, and I think that's probably best personified by uh, Murdoch, who's the cartoon character in The Gorillas. Ah, yes. So, yes, uh, so yes. He is just terrifying to look at. He, yes, and you indeed. wouldn't cross him. No, you would not. No, so, so I'd, have, I'd have a cartoon character as <laughs> Okay. And, and, and rhythm guitar, well, you know, I've got, I've got two guitars at home and I can't play either of them, so I'd probably try and teach it myself, so I'd split myself in two. Right. And teach myself rhythm guitar as well. And if you could go crazy and have someone on keyboards? Dr. Flicks from uh, Prince's Band The Revolution. He always used to wear a full doctor's outfit, including a mask. But so he's insane. <laughs> And and I've got to ask this because it's just occurred to me. What, what's your what's your opening number for this for the uh, you know the, uh, the 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 Voodoo Vulture Supergroup? This is tricky. There are so many songs. There are so many songs. Um, Anarchy in the UK. There you are. <laughs> there you are. What well, other song could a disruptor have? Than <laughs> well, Anarchy Chaos in the UK. Well, my apologies to the other <laughs> fine members of the Voodoo Vultures. I look forward to seeing them in action very soon. But, Chris Sardison, what a pleasure oh, it's been. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much for Thank the opportunity you. to talk to your lovely listeners. No, it's the, my, my, uh, my uh, door is always open. If, if you can imagine a door in sound, yes. then that's always open. Thank um, you. And you have a, a platform whenever you need it, sir. Well, it would be good to come back and tell you how things are going. I'd, lo- I'd love to hear that. And, and equally, if you have any particular kind of questions you think... The Sarge might know. Ah! Then, yeah. 
I, I always, I, I have, I have, a, I had a crazy, crazy yearning to take because you know these tend to be a one and done, but take what I've done and t- turn it into a magazine, mm-hmm. the Eastern Pro- the EP magazine, uh, an e-zine once a quarter, and I. <laughs> In my in my sort of my dream my adult dream state when I, I start putting together the magazine like I used to do professionally many 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 moons ago, uh, it, I, you, you you had a column, and we <laughs> Sargisson's old peculiar and yeah. and you would, and, and I would invite you to to to, to write it but uh, some but, random rumblings uh, some random rumblings. But listen, yeah. I'm going to do something unorthodox to you. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Go on then. No, this is this is great. So. How many, how, many, how many podcasts have you produced so far since you started this? Ooh, I'm just in the middle of putting the final touches to episode 33. Mm, okay, so 33 people in. What are you picking up? What's your sense of, what's your sense of the, the, the greatness of the region that we're in? What kind of common messages and words are you picking up at the moment? If you could knit them together with, with some, some, some words of, of, of wisdom and insight... Um, I think what it would be, definitely, for me, is that we go back to what I said earlier about, and we both said earlier about, people quietly doing business with the world, but being quite unsure of who we are as a region. Because the story almost that we're telling ourselves is incomplete. It's not full... It's not... I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's almost mythical. In that it's not really reflecting the truth as I find it on the ground. You go to places like Essex, the University of Essex, Colchester... Idea Space in Cambridge, uh, the Food Enterprise Park, uh, Haverhill, the Epicenter. Yeah. I'm just pulling names out from my memory, but lots and lots. Fuel Studios, Axela, uh, lots yeah. of places. And, you know, some of them say, do you come out this far? Some of them say, and some of them say, we really want to reach out to the rest of our region. And I think it's a region that really wants to tell a new story about itself. Mm. To say, it's not about when Cambridge wins, everyone knows that Cambridge gets all the goodies and we get... Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's not a zero-sum game. When Cambridge gets the goodies, there's opportunity. Mm. There's always an opportunity. There's always something that we can work together and, and, and find out new stuff, work out new stuff and, and really start making progress. As, uh, one of my dreams is really to write a book uh, why, East Anglia, why the East of England will save the world. Yeah. Um, and look at everything from energy to food to science. Oh, it's all in there. It's all fantastic stuff. And that is really it, the, the fact that we, there's a new story to tell ourselves. We just haven't written it yet completely. Right. So you're going to have a dinner party, and the, and the invitation says, come and help me help East Anglia save the world. And you're going to invite four people, living or dead, that you regard as the, the best brains that would actually be able to solve that conundrum. Who, who, who would be on your invite list? And what would be on the menu? Oh, <laughs> me. Um, well, yourself, that's definitely number one off the bat. I have to say that because, it, just, it, you know, A, you're here, and B, it's inspired. It's been a very and inspiring conversation. And you've bought me a pint, which is critical. Um, oh, the other three. Now, this is, this is one of those occasions where I'm going to have to edit this down for lengthy pauses and thinking. Yeah. Um, I think I would... Um, I'd, I'd get a ringer. I'd, I'd pick up the phone to David Parfrey. And oh, get, yes. him, get him back, um, whether we, you know, dra- drag him back to Norfolk. Um, Science Santa, as I used to call it. Yes, uh, the, uh, the uh, ambassador extraordinary and plenipotentiary yes. for the east of England in, 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 in the southwest. So get, get him back. Um, ooh, ooh, the other two. Living uh, or dead, doesn't matter. Living or dead. Well, I don't, 
Let's it's, go with living, actually. Living let's go living. I mean, I don't know, you know, uh, the, the only one dead I can think of at the moment is recurring to be Julian of Norwich, but I think she's, <laughs> uh, she's not really a dinner party kind of gal. We'd have to um, say Grace, wouldn't we? We'd have to say Grace. <laughs> uh, and I think it would probably have to be, uh, this is a very boring choice, um, not a boring person, but it's a bit predictable on my part, is Saul Humphrey, because I think he's such a powerful voice on sustainability at the moment. And the other one, um, Rosbird from the um, uh, the Anglian Innovation Partnerships and the Norwich Research Park, because when I, I met her, there was someone who was just fizzing with ideas, yeah, who knew, yes. knew where things needed to be changed, yes. and I was just itching to get at it. Uh, Dave Martin at Condimentum, the CEO of Condimentum, because he's living proof, I think, that the East of England can bring in the best from across the world. And... What would be on the menu? God, I don't know. If, as long as I'm not cooking it, anything you like. <laughs> um, I, I, I do a very fine line in carbon. Uh, really? Yes, I do a very... You've um, not got a signature dish? A, 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 <laughs> bucket. Signature bucket. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible cook. I'm an absolute dreadful cook because I, get, I, because I, I live with ADD. I get distracted so very easily. So the raw, burnt, <laughs> you know, my, my dad, daddy's going to cook tonight. Oh, well, no, no, really? Can we get takeaway? Um, I, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that one. Right. Um, I'd, I'd get someone else to worry about that or, or possibly uh, get a room in a, a restaurant somewhere <laughs> in Norwich and we'll, we'll do it there. But um, uh, I slightly bent the terms of your question there by having five. But uh, That's fine. Five is good. No, you can keep going. <laughs> You could keep going. A bigger, be, bigger table, yeah. Table. Oh, Anne Leach. Mustn't forget Anne Leach. My yes. friend Anne Leach used to run the Spire Hospital in Norwich, uh, now chair of um, Starston Parish Council. Right. Phenomenal person. Well, hey, if all these people actually do really exist... They do? I didn't just make them up. There we go. Why don't we do it? We Let's do it. do it. Do you know, one of I'll money... cook. OK, there you go. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You know, one of my dreams is actually to do uh, a, a, an awards ceremony in Thetford Forest under the trees. In summer, obviously, with lights and... So you win uh, an award and then get eaten by a wolf. That's it, that's it. <laughs> that's it, the wolf cleans up for you. You know, it's, uh, it's the circle of life, my friends. Excellent. Oh, thank you ever so much. Pleasure. I've really, it's, it's, I'm not really bothered if it's recorded anymore, probably because I'm halfway down the beer. It's just too much fun. Thank you very much, Chris. My pleasure. My huge thanks to Chris for a truly fun evening. If you're feeling left out of my list of top dinner guests, I am truly sorry. But Chris did give me an excellent idea for which you will want to stand by. Because it gives me no small sense of satisfaction to say that Eastern Promise is growing. Both my six and 12 month targets have been hit two months early in each case and the Eastern Promise audience, both inside and outside the UK, continues to grow, particularly in the USA. I'm looking to build bespoke partnerships to take Eastern Promise further. Audio is an incredibly flexible medium. However, the real strength of Eastern Promise is in its brand as a beacon of belief in the East of England. Belief in the region's collective potential, in the unique opportunity our region presents. It's by sharing the amazing news about what we have that the East of England can achieve sustainable, values-based growth. If you believe that too and want to know more, 
please do get in touch. You can DM me, Mike Rigby, via LinkedIn. I'm easy to find. Just search for my name and then click on the one that looks like a potato wearing a blue jacket. Alternatively, you can email me at host at easternpromise.site. That's site as in website, not as in eyesight. I look forward to hearing from you soon.